Hey there, welcome to the Millennial Truth. I'm G. And I'm Jay. Let's get started. Hey everyone. So uh, today's episode is going to be about uh, G and my experiences of planning a wedding during COVID-19. <laughs> it's been uh, a rather bumpy journey and uh, you know, we're not quite sure how it's going to go yet, but we can at least share our experiences. Yeah. Yeah, we've been just winging it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say winging it is a pretty good way of describing it. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things that I keep bringing up is just how many couples can say that I have had to cancel or postpone my wedding because of a pandemic. <laughs> like, how- <laughs> who saw that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a reality of today. Uh, it's something that seems a lot more fictional than reality, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So. We're going to kind of go through a lot of our uh, our pros and cons, and uh, and what what was really difficult for us, and what was pretty easy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start off with what are we doing right now, right? So uh, our uh, our wedding was originally planned for May thirtieth of this year. Of this year, yeah. And uh, and about two weeks ago. We ended up calling it off. Right? We uh, postponed it to next year, mm-hmm. and uh, and not gonna lie, it was quite a bummer. Yeah, and I think even leading up to that decision, it was really hard for me personally to just make the decision. Um, like I. I really struggled with just kind of waiting for the opportune time or the right time to just finally make the decision. Yeah. So that was, that was rough. That was a lot of like just little panic attacks and just like, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but luckily I was there to ground. You there's nothing we can really do about it. You know, we just have to take it day by day, week by week, and uh, see how it progresses. And then, uh, but ultimately, the decision really came down to we didn't want to expose our family. We have a lot of older and uh, uh, family members with, I wouldn't say a lot of health issues, but there are a few throughout the families. And so it was just really important for us that, the oh, family and friends were safe. Right. And, and we weren't, our wedding day wasn't risking anyone's health. That, that was the bottom line, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, uh, that's what ended us dri- driving to uh, the decision we made. Um, and uh, it's funny because after, after we officially made the decision, there was this initial relief. Yeah. That like, oh, geez. Yeah. Huge weight. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, and then immediately after that initial relief, it was, you know, a spark of panic of, oh, shit, we got to go through this all over again. Right. We yeah. spent the past year and a half playing this freaking thing out. 
right? And uh, only for it to all fall apart like yeah, a month before. A month before. before. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah, and I think so. One of the first things that we did was contact all of our vendors, and I think we definitely lucked out in the fact that all of them, like, just. All we're open them. about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were all of our vendors were excellent to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone, even though you know, this pandemic is affecting everyone everywhere, and particularly the wedding industry, right? Um, everyone was reasonable and understanding. It was like, yeah, you're not the first one to be canceling the wedding you know, mm-hmm. or postponing it. But if you stay with us, you know, we'll just transfer your your uh, deposit onto whenever you do have the wedding. Right. Which that was very helpful and that was nice. I mean, we didn't have a whole lot down anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and most of our deposits were pretty were pretty uh, low. Right. And it would have been it would have been all right to manage with losing those, but the fact that we didn't have to worry about that was was, was definitely another relief. I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, because I mean, I, I feel like losing the po- the deposits would have been a hard pill to swallow, but I think we would have managed it okay. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it didn't have to even go there was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot of you know mental, I'll say mental chess with uh, within ourselves of okay, if we do this, then what? How does that affect that? And mm-hmm. you know, what? Uh, what are we going to be able to do? What are we going to be able to get away with? What, are, you know, how is this going to play out? And, uh, during those early stages, you know, it was really easy to fall into that kind of, uh, I'm going to say mental anguish of, uh, of trying to predict the future and trying to figure everything out logically rather than just taking a bite at a time mm-hmm. and, uh, and just finding out what the, what the true solution is. Right. And I think we had a pretty long conversation um, about it too, on what the right decision should be, because we were trying to decide between just postponing the wedding and keeping it as normal as possible or, um, still figuring out how to go through with a small ceremony and having that like unique story, um, and just trying to puzzle piece our wedding together so i mean that was that was a long conversation we had in the in the beginning yeah Um, what are you trying to say (laughs) just saying i was a part of those conversations i remember those more than one well we did we did end up um coming to the realization that we wanted that normalized wedding we wanted we wanted to be able to share our wedding with our family and friends right right at least for you know this big traditional Catholic wedding that we have in mind right because mm-hmm. we are we're both more or less practicing Catholics you know I'm certainly not the best one but you know it is you know we're practicing yeah we're, <laughs> we're, we're practicing we're not perfect okay but uh, yeah so we had this really big idea in our heads of a big wedding with all the family and friends in the church and then the, you know, the big recession uh, party afterwards. Um, but then uh, after, and when that kind of 
got shot down out the window, we decided, you know, we gotta, we gotta reposition it so that we can have as much of that as possible and mm-hmm. normalize it. Um, recently, we've, uh, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, uh, we're still marching towards that big traditional wedding, but it was quite a bummer to have, you know, May 30th be our day, be our day, 2020, and then not have that, just have that kind of stripped away and taken away. Yeah. For, I mean, okay, so for background, our wedding next year that we are postponing is now, now has to be May 29th, which... It's one day, but <laughs> yeah, it's one day and it should be like the most reasonable ask. Like it's, it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's the same but, Saturday, <laughs> but for some reason it's just deep down. It's just, why couldn't it be May 30th? Of course, that's the one day that our, our venue didn't have available. Um, but we're still going through with it, Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it still has like that, Irkness. I, I don't know. I don't know the right word. It's like the last straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> it's like, come on. No, but uh, but yeah. So uh, so right now we're actually looking into uh, and we're we live in Kentucky, based out of Kentucky, Lexington area, and uh, so now we're actually looking at kind of a middle ground, right? Yeah. Kind of a best of both worlds, if you will. So we're looking into just having a state efficient uh, wedding on May 30th of this year in a very intimate setting. Mm-hmm. We're talking ourselves just, and just parents. Yeah, just parents. Right. Um, that way we can, we're able to share that experience with our parents and everything. And, uh, and you know, looking around at it, I was like, holy hell, why don't we just do this for the, for the normal wedding? This is so much cheaper. But we want that... Uh, we want the traditional wedding with all the family and friends down the line. And so we're not actually publicizing our, our uh, initial wedding here. Mm-hmm. But again, we're in the early stages of trying to determine where and when and how. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we have a few leads on a few places. And it's, I think it's a different outside the box approach that not many people are, are really thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Gloria who was uh, on uh, you're in several Facebook groups. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, after we decided to postpone back in April, I joined a couple of groups because I just, I had so many questions. I didn't know what was the next step as far as planning goes or even I just wanted to get a better idea of what other brides were going through and to be able to talk with other brides. Um, and that's why I joined like four or five wedding groups across different States. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) Uh, You have one in PA and one, and one down here. That's true. Okay. But only because we live in Kentucky now and we were supposed to get married in Pennsylvania because we're both from Pennsylvania and the majority of our friends and family are in Pennsylvania. So it's not crazy. I'm not crazy guys. (laughs) Not saying you are crazy. It's just, uh, it's just a point. (laughs) But yeah. So uh, in one of these Facebook groups, there were uh, a few brides talking about 
know, abandoning the the traditional wedding altogether and, and going just doing to, like an elopement yeah. deal. Yeah. And uh, and so that kind of was one of the options we were talking about early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of brought that back out onto the table because they posed the questions in these Facebook groups and all these vendors and officiants uh, came out of the woodwork and were, uh, were answering a lot of really good questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it was something that kind of seemed like the right fit for us, right? Because one of the struggles, I'd say, for our original planning of our wedding was... You know, we both love being outdoors. We love outside. Would love to have an outdoor wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, with the Catholic Church, that's not necessarily easy to do. Yeah, there's right? a lot of a lot of hoops that you would have to, a lot of permission right. that you'd have to go after. Which I mean is fine for if that's what you want to do. But, but we had internal pressures as well from from family and friends to yeah, to, to do it a certain in way. the church, but. Uh, and we both really like the idea of getting married in the church, right? You know, your home church is a, a beautiful, beautiful church. So it's going to be an awesome experience when we do have that experience. Mm-hmm. But now this kind of, you know, I'll say the silver lining, if you will, has been we have that ability to now do the outdoor wedding that really excited us and, yeah. and still have that traditional wedding that uh, that is really important to us and our families. Yeah, exactly. So that's been, uh, that's, I'd say of all things, that's been the kind of, uh, easiest thing to deal with. Uh, I'd say from the COVID-19 perspective is that it was remarkably simple. Once we were able to determine what the options were, it was remarkably simple and very relieving to, be able to come to this kind of realization that we mm-hmm. can have the best of both worlds and we don't have to worry about, you know, we don't have to worry about dropping a ton of money this year and a mm-hmm. ton of money next year. Or, you know, we actually even got even more buffer room for when, uh, and we've already saved up for our wedding because mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen in 26 days, <laughs> right? 27 days here. So uh, having that, it was kind of a little bit of a silver lining, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're kind of excited about right now. So we're looking at a few different places. Like I said, there's a giant castle in the in Kentucky. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool area to, to yeah. go check out. Yeah, definitely. I think another just another podcast that we should do would be about Lexington, Kentucky, because I feel like people don't realize how up and coming it is yeah, and how really nice it is around here. So we'll, we'll save that for next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. That, that would make a really good episode. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm a very tactical person. So I want to kind of run through like the quick steps that we took. Hmm. So back in February, we realized, okay, something, something's going to happen. Um, we were very cautiously watching the news and making sure we were aware of what was happening with COVID-19. And, you know, we quickly brought that up to our family of 
being concerned about, hey, there's this, this could be risky. This could. Yeah. It's a potential risk. It's something yeah. we have to account for. Yeah. Right? And it's funny because both, both of our parents were like, no, you're crazy. What do you think? <laughs> well, why? You know, you've got three months until the day. Don't worry about it. You know, uh, you, you're overreacting. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was it about two weeks later. Like, yeah, was, maybe you should start thinking yeah. <laughs> about uh, different options. <laughs> yeah, and then I think it was it was in March when we started calling all the vendors, and it was in April when we pulled the trigger and let all of our vendors know that we were postponing. And the majority of them, it was just we they were going to send us a contract renewal, and our deposits would be carried over, which is fantastic. And if you haven't reached out to your vendors yet, definitely reach out to them and, and see how that would work. If you're worried that COVID-19 might impact your wedding day. And I think, uh, so kind of stepping back a little bit, you know, I think the really, one of the really important uh, things to highlight is that we were, we were in pretty open communications with our vendors mm -hmm. throughout March. Yeah. And going into April before we actually pulled the trigger right. in April because our, our original reach out to them back in early to mid-March was, hey, have you guys had any other people worried or canceling or anything at this time? Uh, you know, what are, what are the options? You know, we're a little worried because you know, we don't know how this thing's going to, how it's going to take off. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, so what are our options? When do you need to know a drop dead date of we can't have our wedding there, mm -hmm. right? Because that's important knowledge to have in your belt, just so you understand when is the point of no return. And that's going to vary across your vendors, right? Mm -hmm. Some of your vendors uh, can, you know, like their flowers can know like a week beforehand your uh, venue might need three weeks mm -hmm. at a time. The church, you know, might need a month or two weeks or whatever, right? Um, any catering services you need is going to need to know ahead of time, right? right? Because they need to, they have to go through the activity of stocking up food and, and buying all the stuff to accommodate the wedding and then plan out the cooking um, of all that stuff as well. So, you know, there's, a lot of logistics that kind of go into it. And uh, it's something that I've been ignorant to my entire life. And I feel like I got a peek behind the curtain on that one. But uh, yeah, I think it's just important to say, you know, if you're worried about COVID-19 affecting your wedding or anything affecting your wedding, start communications with your vendors early and often mm -hmm. and just have that frequency so that, uh, you know, everyone's on the same page. Because the other aspect of it is, you know, you spend all this time picking out a venue, picking out a florist, picking out a photographer, picking out a caterer, you know, all of these pieces that you're managing all under your wedding, right? Whenever you do make the, the decision, if you have to make the decision to postpone it and you want to use all of those same vendors, then it's a coordination effort, right? You're not going to. You know, you're not going to get the same date next year as we found, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just the way it is, right? So it's just 
something you have to keep in mind and, and understand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think, yes, be mindful and be super open with your communication with your vendors. Second, I definitely recommend, um, brides and, and couples to look for communities um, like Facebook groups to, yeah. to help support you during this time. And I mean, so I, I have two sisters who are already married. So I was going to them for a lot of advice, but it's definitely, it's been helpful getting outside opinions and outside viewpoints. So I, I would definitely recommend well, especially with people that are experiencing it as well. Yeah. Right. Because the family and friends can only, can only like give you feedback and input based off of their experiences or based off of their gut feels. Right. Right. And, uh, but <laughs> no one else has fucking experienced this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I think it was it was an excellent move on Gloria's part to uh, to reach out and join Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, my particular approach has always just been, you know, take it day by day, step by step, and gather as much information as possible mm-hmm. so that we can make an informed decision, right? And uh, and Gloria has really gathered the most the majority of that data. She's gathered the majority of the information. She's the one, you know, in reaching out to other brides and uh, and following their their stories as well. And uh, and yeah, I think we're gonna have two awesome weddings. And I think it's gonna be uh, it's entirely up because of Gloria. It's gonna be fantastic. Aww. um but also i can't believe i almost forgot this speaking of facebook groups we uh jack and myself actually created a facebook group to keep our um guests up to speed with how things progressed right and not all of our guests obviously have a facebook but the majority of them did so it was a really great way to keep everyone updated because we had to we had to cancel my bridal shower we had to cancel our bachelor bachelorette parties (laughs) (laughs) and then we had to uh postpone the wedding and instead of calling everyone every single time we made a decision we realized that we would have to make these decisions and found a way to do it. Centralize that. Yeah, and and found a way to do it. Yeah, because originally we were going to create a a wedding uh, website. Website, yeah. And uh, I think it was your sister that that said, why don't you guys just create a Facebook group? Yeah, super easy to do. Super easy to do, guys. Um, So if you're looking for a way to seamlessly keep your your people informed definitely go the facebook group route yeah hell we might just do our save the dates and uh (laughs) invitations through facebook now yeah i mean (laughs) truly though because i I don't want to print out more more stationary stationary i think the one thing that we might do i've been toying around with sending out change the dates Ah. um that's so. an interesting idea. <laughs> did I not tell you about that? No, you did not. Oh. If you did, I might not have been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, but I've been thinking about doing change the dates uh, because our, our vendors, the food, that's all going to be the same. 
and people had already started sending in their RSVPs. So we might just do a simple change the date card. I like that. Um, That's pretty catchy. Did yeah. you come up with that? No, I didn't. No. That was that was the the bride groups that was in. Like I saw. Yeah. You know. That's brilliant. <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a nerd, but if you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> I kind of geek out of uh, geek out on like subtle, you know, marketing twists and everything and different uh, word plays. And Gloria is really the market; she's the marketing person in, in the relationship. But uh, you know, I think uh, she always you know, is sharing her experiences with me and everything. And I really geek out over that shit. So uh, <laughs> I apologize for my my reaction of. Uh, <laughs> surprise and and interest I guess. <laughs> but you all should be interested as well. So. <laughs> um yes, I mean, can you think of any more tips? Um I'd say the hardest thing was to go through the coordination effort with all of your vendors, right? Yeah. Because Imagine, or you recall whenever you're planning the wedding originally, right? For us, the hardest thing was to find the venue. What yeah. was the right venue with the right price point that had you know the right ambiance for mm-hmm. us and everything, right? And that took was, that took like four months. Easily, easily. Maybe yeah. to I think to it took find, six. Yeah, it took us a very long time to find a venue. Yeah, but uh but the the positive here is you've done all the homework. You've already you've already done everything. You know you've taken the test. You know all you gotta do is copy the answers over, mm-hmm. right? But the coordination effort is gonna be frustrating at times, right? Because you're calling the same people, and you're just trying to make sure all the schedules align appropriately for the new date, whenever that date is. And I hope for many of you, you don't have to go through this, right? You know, they, uh, a lot of people are going to be able to have their weddings, you know, if it's mm-hmm. in the summer, assuming that there's no second wind of, uh, of COVID-19 that comes through. But we'll, you know, we just got to take it day by day, week by week, and see how things progress. Right, right. And definitely just listen to your gut on this. Um yeah. I think one of the better things that we did was just stay aware of what was happening and that was able to help us make that like gut decision. Yeah. Well, because and our gut was being guided by a lot of information, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just pulling an answer out of thin air and saying, you know, all right, we got to shut it down. No, it was, it was well-informed and it was gathering the right information and, and it processing a, it. Yeah, it was a thoughtful decision yeah. whenever we did make it. Yeah, because I mean, it's not – no one can very – no one really can easily just snap, make a decision to cancel their wedding right, mm-hmm. or postpone their wedding. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think, uh, I think things are going to work out for the best. That's just my general thought process in, in general, mm-hmm. right, is uh, – Everything kind of works out. Everything ends up for the best. And, you know, the fact that we're going to be able to have that really cool outdoor wedding. Because coming from PA, anything outdoors was very suspect to rain or snow. Yes, even in May. Uh, So (laughs) it was 
it was very hard to swallow that we weren't going to be able to try to we weren't going to be able to do that outdoor wedding mm -hmm. and now we're able to to do it right we're yeah. able to have you know our cake and eat it too which is such a weird thing like uh, i just i feel like that's usually a saying yeah. that you won't get your way right so <laughs> i it's it's a very it's bizarre that covid19 was actually beneficial to uh, i guess uh, our uh, our wedding plans to our wedding plans only <laughs> yeah is what we're saying um but yeah so just to summarize really quick um i would say 100% listen to your gut stay aware of what's happening communicate openly with your vendors create a facebook group or just keep your guests informed. And um, also all, all the brides who are a little bit un unsure, uncertain of what to do, look for some Facebook groups. All right. And remember, it's not the end of the world. It's not. But thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. This is Jack and Gloria from the Millennial Truth. We'll see you guys next time.